Welcome to the Axios Pro Rata Podcast, where we usually take 10 minutes to get you smarter on the intersection of tech, business, and politics. But today is a special, even shorter weekend edition, just ahead of the midterm elections on Tuesday. So I recently was in Columbus, Ohio, to visit local startups, including robotics companies and new age insurance companies, and also to do some moderating at an event on automation. Now, one of the other people on stage with me was Governor John Kasich, the former Republican presidential nominee who will be leaving office early next year due to term limits. So he and I discussed a bunch of things, uh, issues like autonomous vehicles, uh, political backlash against technology, and yes, of course, the midterms. So what follows is five minutes of my conversation with a man who might not yet see a path to a successful presidential run in 2020, but who really does sound like he's trying to figure one out. You made the comment that when it came to autonomous vehicles at one point that, that you wanted Ohio to be the Wild West and then said, yeah. well, maybe the Wild West with a few rules after the person died in Tucson. Yeah. How do you view the role of government, whether that be local, state, federal, in some of those rules, particularly when it comes to emerging technologies that are moving so fast? Well, look, I, I got a guy that is here today with me, Spencer Wood. Now, he's been like an undercover here for a big chunk of my administration, kind of held down, which really upsets me. It's really, really smart. I've got a group of people around who are their entrepreneurial thinking. What has to happen is the leader has to get it, but then people throughout the organization have to understand the importance of change and the moral imperative of change and the willing to take a risk. When we think about Bezos, right, if you work for Amazon, they they don't really reward you, but they certainly don't punish you if you try something and fail because they want you to try. I mean, when you think about all the great developments, when you think about Edison, you know, he's an Ohio boy. You know, how many, how many failures did Edison have before he was able to, to light the room? So uh, my view as a, as a leader here in the state is let's just go for it and show courage and tell your organization, communicate throughout your organization that we're going to change. So now we're implementing machine learning. We're implementing a lot of data analytics. And people get nervous, well, you know, in the government, like a lower level. Well, what's going to happen? I mean, is this really going to work? Well, we say we're going to go do it. Do you believe we could see kind of socially and politically a real pushback against tech? In other words, could tech be the next thing that actually well, you know, I, gets I think pushed the back one, I mean, I think the question is, with a lot of these companies, are they willing to tell people what they're giving up in exchange for access? You know, if you don't care about your data being used in many different ways, just fine. But the companies, I think, have an obligation to tell people. You ever notice you have an insurance policy, right? You have it on your home and your car. Something happens in your home. You get with your spouse and then you pull out a microscope and you try to look. Well, are we covered with this? Right. And you can't tell because everything's the print is so small. We need to have transparency, and transparency is not some subliminal blip here. It has to be where people can have a sense of what's going on. But the companies themselves, this is where I I think I was kind of in the scattered sort of way, the companies need to think themselves about the proper ethics that they need to employ as they develop certain things and how they conduct themselves, right? Yep. I remember when but Google role, said, we're not, going to, we're not going to China because uh, we're here to do good. They passed up a market. By the way, at the end of our lives, do you think that when you pass from this earth, they're going to talk about your margins? Uh-uh. What they're going to talk about is what you did as a human being to live a life a little bigger than yourself. My goal is when I die, 
that at least 80% of what they say about me is true. You said it when you were up there, you, you were talking about kind of divisions, uh, divisions in, in the country, and, and you actually got asked about this. I think it was a CNN interview recently, and your answer was, you said, what people need to do is go out and vote. And we're a week out from the midterms. And I'm curious, no matter how the elections turn out in individual races or, or nationally, do you feel that's going to bring some resolution to bring people closer together? And I only ask in the context of it seems like either one side wins or the other side wins. Yeah, the zero-sum game. It's yeah. a terrible so thing. So is, is the election going to be unifying I at all? We have to see what happens. And I don't want to predict the future. I do believe that it is most likely that Democrats will win the House, the U.S. House, um, maybe not as much as what they thought. The Senate, I believe, will probably still stay Republican. And then the question gets to be, how, do the, how does the majority in the House operate vis-a-vis -vis the Senate and the President? I don't know. But uh, outside of the fact that they put regulations in your way or laws in your way, what impact does the congressman have on you? Does anybody know their congressman? Raise your hand if you know it. Okay, so we have about, okay, 9% know their congressman. 91% don't. You know why? You don't consider it to be that important, do you? So what really is important is where you operate your business, who are the officials that are right where you are, and it's all about community. That's what it's about. So whatever they're doing in Washington, my idea is, let's think about some of the change. Civil rights did not happen from the top down. Civil rights was driven from the church and the community to the top. The change in gay marriage was not driven from the top down. It was driven by elites, and I don't, mean, I don't mean elites like special. I'm talking about leaders in the community. Ending the Vietnam War. How do you think that was driven? That wasn't driven top down. So when we think about social change and we think about the power of networks, local networks, to drive change from the bottom up, that is where I think the power will be, and we need to stop fixating on those and start thinking about us, where we are.